Welcome to a new episode of It Be Your Own People, a new podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment. Because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door. A leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now more than ever, people are showing you who they really are. And you need to know who you can trust. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of It Be Your Own People. The besties are back in action. And as always, we're here to let you know what we're drinking. Tree, what you got over there? It's the holidays, so I have some Bailey's, baby. You know it. Oh, yeah, I know you a Bailey's girl. And because it's the holidays, I am here with a what? Yes, more coquito. And I will probably be drinking this well into the new year. Not going to lie. Okay, I'm going to get you an IV for Christmas. Please do. I might need it because I'm already down to like bottle six or seven. You know what I mean? I get you. So now let's jump into this game, girl. It's our second to last game of the year. That's right. It's December already. Damn. Time just has flown by. This year has been too slow and too fast all in one. It's game time. That's right. So we're going to get into what you doing part four because we love this game so much. So, Sully, what you going to do if somebody tries to talk to you, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then they get mad because you don't want to. And then they try to attack you. Oh, well, I guess we both choose in violence that day because what you're not about to know is not accept my no. No is no is no is no. Move on. Keep it pushing. Absolutely. It's definitely hit the violence button because what I hate is that little dick energy when you get mad that someone rejects you and then you start calling them names and stuff, calling them out of their names and then saying, oh, you know, you're not that cute anyway. We've all seen it. We've all been around it. But guess what? What's really sad is what's in your pants. I'll tell you that much. Right. We be going from beautiful queens to, oh, ayo, bitch in zero to 60 seconds. For real. All right, Tree, how about this? Let's say, you know, this is you in high school or whatever. You and your boo, you doing your thing. You sneak into your house. And your parents catch you with your boo on the kitchen floor, girl. No. Girl, no. I think we've all been a lot smarter than that. At least I have. Oh, was you doing this? Because I know I just be dodging left and right. I know not to get caught high school or not. But what about you? What did this happen to you, girl? Nah, girl. In my parents' house, do I look like I have a death wish? I have made it to 32, and it is for good reason. So apparently Will Smith did this when he was a teenager. I know he's getting down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Yep. He got caught in his house on the kitchen floor with his then girlfriend. There was another time he done got caught in the basement of some other girl's house down the street. I was just like, sir, how are you still alive? That book is also getting really good. I'm not going to lie. It sounds like typical young male whore, but you know what? He's living life and he's still looking good. He could get it anytime in his 50s. So what you going to do if your ex is seen getting very cozy with your friend after she tells you she never wanted you. Mm. First of all, me and the friend, I'm going to be looking at you really sideways because how was we just kicking, partying it up? And now you're over here messing around, getting all flirty, flirty, smiley, smiley with my ex. Nah, we ain't doing that. We don't we don't do that over here. 
You know, that's funny because I was having a conversation about this like a week ago at brunch. And what I'm saying is the world is too big and I don't care how small you think it may be. Trust me, it's very, very big. No one should ever be talking to anyone I've ever had feelings for, been with. I don't care whether it was dating for a week, talking to for a day, uh, married for a year. No, just no. If you are a true friend, you should not be trying to get with anybody I have been with. No, yep, ma'am. Yep, 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 yep. There's like, what, three billion people on the face of the earth and you just have to be friendly and overly flirty with someone that I just broke up with. Hell, I was just married to. No. And after she told me she didn't want my ass. Mm. Next. So, Tree, think about this one. You are getting ready to, like, do something real serious with someone. Y'all been talking for a hot minute. Out of nowhere, your significant other's parents tell you this person that you're dating is not ready for a serious relationship. Where are we going with that? Damn, it's reading parents. Why are you blocking my blessings? Because that's trash. Like it's one thing for a really good friend, maybe a sibling, but your parents. I mean, I don't even know if it's a blessing for the other person to be like, you know what, mom, you know what, dad, thank you for saving me. Or if it's like, no, back up off me because I'm healing and you don't know about the healing and I'm ready for this, you know? Exactly. And what if what you're projecting is actually you and your stale ass marriage and now you're trying to put that on me? How about that? Facts. And you know what? I can't wait to see this on The Bachelorette because one of these men's parents, oh my God, the dad definitely said he is not ready for love. It be your own daddy. So what about when your husband, right? You got a husband. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. says, let's take a break so I can have a baby with somebody else. Oh, hell to the hell no. That's a no for me. So again, violence was chosen on that day. Because how the fuck are you going to come up to me talking about, I'm not trying to have a baby with you. So let's take a break so I can, what? Why do I need to take a break from you? Why can't we choose surrogacy? If this is an issue of me not being able to carry the baby myself, why can't we use all of the medical marvels that are at our disposal? If you're trying to go shoot up the club and like get together with some other girl, just say that and let me make that decision. See, I'm going to break this on down because we have more insight into this story. So I love me some Tammy Roman. We know her from the real world, basketball wives and Bonnet Chronicles. I mean, she's a great actor. She does a lot of things. She's also very messy, but she's uh, in her late 40s, early 50s. And she's married to a man who's in his early 30s. Like when they got together, she was in her 40s. He was in his 20s. And she has grown two grown daughters. So now that she is past her baby making years and she doesn't want to deprive him of having a child, they originally said, hey, let's do surrogacy. But she said, you know what, let's take a break on this marriage for a year or two so he could go have his kid. And I am just really shocked by this. Tammy, I know you and I know this is not you. I know you don't want this girl. Okay, so here's my thing. If the whole point of you not wanting to do the surrogacy thing is because, you know, let's say your career is flourishing right now, you got these two grown ass kids. Does the break actually mean you're planning on divorcing him? Because him having the baby means that you're still going to have to be involved in this baby's life. I mean, not necessarily. I think she wants him to have a child. I think she doesn't want to deprive him of having a family like a child of his own because he obviously definitely loves her children. 
But I'm just like, Tammy, this ain't it. Is this what we're really doing in 2021, 2022? Because it's a no for me. Oh, no, ma'am. So she's giving him permission to have a baby mama on the side while still actively married to her. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. I mean, I I guess that makes sense. I guess two in two is adding up to four on that one. Mm. The thing is, she wants it for her life. She can love that. And if we just so happen in a month or two to find out this man is having a baby, is this all to clear up the fact that he already done snuck out on the marriage? Girl, you right. Come on now. Right. And she's over here trying to cover up, spin, spin her PR. Come on, Bonnet Chronicles. It's time for What the Fuck News. All right, so we're going to get into this crazy mess of the news because what is going on in the world when a man stabs a woman in the back after she ignores him? Like, men, what's going on? What's wrong? Yeah, so this is exactly what we were talking about in our game earlier. According to law enforcement, an unidentified man stabbed a woman on a Bronx-bound train after she ignored his advances. So you know those situations where... You're on the train, you're minding your business, you're trying to get home and somebody's trying to talk in your ear, but you're not interested. You're not trying to have it. And for the most part, people will just walk away. Sometimes a real rude, ignorant mofo will talk in your ear and tell you all kinds of rude shit. But this man really took it a step further, pulled out a knife and stabbed her. And the crazy part was that she didn't even realize she was stabbed until like two or three minutes later. Like she got off the train and her friend told her, yo, you got stabbed. How is that her friend? Her friend didn't see the stabbing. That's what I'm saying. Like nothing, no part of this story makes sense. And I'm just like, make it make sense. So were both of y'all's backs turned to this man? Because this doesn't make any sense. If my friend is being harassed, why would my back be turned to the harasser? I'm going to be staring at you. So, you know, she ain't alone on here. All I'm saying is it's real hard out here for anybody, not just a woman, any damn body in New York City. The crime rate has jumped tremendously from the shooting to the stabbings to all the things. People getting pushed in the damn tracks and dying like, mm, I don't know, New York. It ain't looking too good. Be vigilant, be vigilant. And especially now that the holidays are here, that's when the real crazies be popping out. Watch out for them Grinches. But talking about backstabbers, or maybe not backstabbing, just wrong. Just wrong, wrong, wrong. CNN has suspended Chris Cuomo. They finally done got him, girl. Dang, it has not been a good year for the Cuomo dynasty. It sure hasn't. But CNN was like, nope, we're going to sit your ass on the side indefinitely. After new release records detailed his efforts to help his nasty nasty brother andrew cromo as they try to respond to these sexual misconduct allegations and we know that chris cuomo has been helping his brother but i i believe the amount of information they found oh it's not looking too good and now it's gonna be sad to not see him on the screen i love to watch cnn for some chris cuomo wow dang i definitely like watching some chris cuomo because he's the um more easier on the eyes of the Cuomo brothers. I'm not going to lie. Oh, that but part. y'all really be doing too much for family out here, risking y'all's jobs, some possible litigation. Like, come on now. See, it be your own brother in the best way because he was trying to help him, but then in the worst way because your brother ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Trying to help your brother and I'll guess what? You doomed yourself. Exactly. Now let's move on to this Kyle Rittenhouse murdering ass case. So I would say in a 
in a turn of events, but honestly, no one was particularly shocked when the jury came back and acquitted Rittenhouse of all charges. He is found not guilty in relation to the two shooting deaths during the protests in Kenosha. But since the acquittal, you know what? America is really putting out the message out here that it's all right if it's all white. Because not only was this man acquitted of murder, he has appeared on the Tucker Carlson show where he did a full hour interview talking about how harrowing it was to go through this, how he really wants people to know that he, in fact, does support BLM. Girl, I almost choked on my water when I said when I heard that, but whatever. But the crazier part is how all of these representatives in Congress are now challenging each other to different feats or different athletic challenges to be able to get Rittenhouse on as a congressional aide or an intern. I just hate to see when people who we know are clearly guilty just get some sort of fame, you know, after a huge case like this happens and we don't see the right side of the law come about. Like suddenly they're getting interviews, they're getting deals, and this is just not what we need to happen and we know it but you know what's really going to change i mean there are slight changes we could move right on to the ahmaud arbery uh murder conviction hello clap clap claps all around i mean finally some good news or or something that gets done right But Travis McMichael, his son Gregory McMichael, and William Bryan were all found guilty of murder and other charges. And based on what they've been charged with, they each face sentences of up to life in prison. And even though I do not agree with the American prison system, I say good for them. Throw them under the jail for all I care. All the way underneath. Now we're going to move on to a North Korean man who was sentenced to death. Yes, to death. But guess what he did? What? He smuggled Squid Games into the country. Yes, this is a Netflix series into the country. What? It's like at moments like this, you need to be really happy that we live in bum ass America where like people just la di da doing their own thing because some other countries are real harsh on what you can watch and can do. Yeah, honestly, it's one of those things where you look at, well, regular diarrhea is still better than explosive diarrhea by comparison because that's exactly what they're doing over there in North Korea. It's a whole hot mess, but basically a student who bought a drive received a life sentence, while six others who watched the show have been sentenced to five years hard labor. And teachers, school administrators have been fired and faced banishment in work remote minds themselves. This is really crazy. Like North Korea really takes this thou shall not. Uh, speak out against the government thing way too far because you remember um, a few years ago that Seth Rogen movie where um, they basically were trying to come up with a way to kill King Jong-un was no, a that huge... was a that was a really bad movie like I that was it. a bad movie I that was a terrible I movie. know that they're funny but I was like this is not good like how did you get money how did you get people to back you for this I know y'all two white men but like Hot, and I, I love them both as actors and comedians, but I was like, this is bad. That was a really bad movie. Like, just on how horrible the movie and the premise itself, I understood. But here, uh, this whole idea of throwing people away, locking them away, the one man who smuggled in Squid Games is facing sentence by firing squad. 
all because of a law that was enacted last year that carries a maximum death penalty for watching, keeping, or distributing media from capitalist countries, particularly from South Korea and the U.S. Honestly, I think North Korea is just really mad at Squid Games because it's shining a light on the way marginalized people in the country get treated. Now, I didn't actually watch Squid Games, and I'm not going to, but it's just like the freedom to watch and speak you know, say what you want to say, watch what you want to watch. It's crazy that they have such strict laws on their country, but you know what? Hey, that's them over there. Do what works for you. And then we want to move on to our IP, to Virgil Abel, who died from his secret cancer battle at 41. Such a great visionary and fashion forward. Tell us more about this amazing Black man who died too soon. This is crazy. And what is with these great black men keeping these struggles to themselves? Oh, a life gone. But, too but soon. you know what they say, the great die young, you know, in some cases. And it's hard That's for true. people. You don't want to wear like what you're going through on your sleeve. A lot of people don't. And then a lot of people want to think like, I'm gonna get through this. So I guess, right? This is true. I guess they, he figured why burden society with what I'm going through if I'm still able to create all of these beautiful designer things. So Virgil Abloh, he was the acclaimed menswear designer for Louis Vuitton and also the founder and CEO of Off-White. He chose to endure his battle privately since he was first diagnosed in 2019 and had undergone numerous challenging treatments, all while still at the helm of several significant institutions spanning across fashion, art, and culture. So not only was he battling this thing out on his own and with his close family, but he was still out here creating for the culture because there are not enough of us up in that lexicon. Very true. And he was doing runway shows. He's worked with some of the greats like Kanye. He's made some of the best music and album covers we know to this day, especially in hip hop. But I mean, the man was so talented. He actually studied architecture and he was a great visionary in that in and of itself. And then he moved on to clothing design and to get to be the head of Louis Vuitton as a black man. And you were that young and talented. Wow. I mean, he's going to be missed, but he does have a daughter and a beautiful wife who will remember him dearly. And now we got that. Regular Degular News. Girl Tree, you are going to love this first segment in this regular Degular News. Okay, girl. Apple is talking about launching the car that might be built for you, girl. It is a self-driving car with no steering wheel or pedals. And they're claiming to launch this vehicle by 2025. See, it be your own co-host. First of all, don't be throwing shade on me. I can drive, okay? Thank you very much, sweetie. But for the people who want to just get in their car, especially if you're in Cali and you probably in traffic for like a couple hours, that might be a good thing. Maybe you could just relax. Or maybe you're picking up all the kids and you're like, you know what? I can handle all this. So if it's going to drive itself, steer, and make sure that nobody dies, hey, I'm all for it. Okay, Apple. See, Patria, I wasn't even trying to throw shade because you be busy. You be on the go. So this way you can get to where you got to get and not miss a beat on all of your works and different projects that you have going on. Yeah. OK. Anyway, so moving <laughs> on, we talked about this briefly in the game. But yes, Tammy Roman is 51 years old and she wants her 34 year old husband to have this outside uh, child. And I'm just not understanding. Like, why, girl? Why? If a cheetah is a cheetah, call the cheetah what the fuck they is. 
Yeah, and I think you're right based on what you said earlier. This is all smelling like a PR cover-up so that when he comes out with the baby mama talking about, oh, yeah, so I was given this opportunity. Um, you know, Tammy gave me this pause on the surrogacy plans and has offered me an alternative to be able to create my legacy with somebody else. Girl, bye. So Tammy's words are actually... What I offered was an opportunity for us to take a break for a year or two and let him go find someone to have a child with. And then when he has his baby, we could get back together. So I AKA. really feel like I really feel like she is, you know, early 50s. She's chilling. I mean, she could really become a grandma at any moment. Her children are in their early 20s. She don't want to be taking or raising anyone else's kids. And that's the reason why she probably opted out of having a surrogacy, because then it would technically be her kid. But to go and say have his baby and then come on back. Girl, if you want to separate, just say that. Mm, I guess she was also trying to avoid the whole her biological child being the same age as her grandchild. Um, we definitely have some of those in my family. Listen, a lot of people do, but I don't I don't even think Tammy cares about that. I'm just like, if you really know that he has a baby on the way and yes, you're trying to do the PR cover up and get ahead of it. Like you're Tammy. Just be real. Just be real. Also, you don't even have to stay with this man. Like, there ain't nothing to spend. If he had a baby on you with somebody else, let him keep that baby with somebody else and you move on to another hot young tenderoni. I think she likes this hot young tenderoni and that's basically what we're getting at. <laughs> let's move on. Paris has reissued their mask mandate. Child, when is the COVID going away? It never, it is never going to end. I saw a meme the other day that was like, oh, when you thought that COVID was about to be like these cute little five seasons on Breaking Bad, and then it's surprise, bitch, it's Grey's Anatomy season 900. That's what the, we're living in with this COVID shit. Because Paris has just made a mask mandate available, not for indoor spaces, but for outdoor public gatherings. So people are going to have to wear masks at festivals, at spectacles, and even on the market when standing in line. See, I don't like that because, first of all, I wear my mask outside anyway, especially when I'm in transportation or whatever. But when I get to my destination, you know, a restaurant, like a group outing or something, then that mask comes off. But it's just like when you know you have to wear it, to, like it's just, it's just weird. I don't know. I don't know. And then my thing is just like, so if this is the mandate for outdoor spaces, right? How is this going to then translate to your indoor spaces? How are you keeping restaurants open? What are the protocols now for going to the bar? Because you know, in Paris, they love that wine child. Like what, am I going to have to wear a special mask just to sip on my wine? I don't know. But I don't want to think about that future. But talking about this damn freaking COVID, there is a new damn variant. We thought Delta was bad. No, there's Omicron. Bitch, what? Are we going through all the damn Roman alphabet now? Come on. I honestly don't even know, but this sounds like some Transformers level shit. I don't know, but apparently there is a few cases in Amsterdam. Apparently... Um, some parts of Africa have shut down their borders to people from the outside. I cannot. Ooh, child, it's not looking good. It ain't looking good. Yes, and the Biden administration is so concerned over this new Omicron variant that it has tra it has banned travel from mostly South African countries until further research can be explored. 
well, the Biden administration may be worried, but Fauci said, oh, us Americans don't got to worry about Omicron. So I said, oh, okay, really? All right. Mm. But you can always count on Black Twitter to put a funny spin on whatever hell is going on in these societies because they have already started calling this Omicron variant the Omarion variant. And I'm not going to lie, the memes are funny. Why are they doing that to Amari? He ain't do nothing. He's just looking good, you know, being a black father out there making money and being around his amazing cute kids. Girl, you know what we do? We will turn a pun out of anything. You're right. So now we're going to jump into the substitute teacher who was arrested for sending nudes to students. Oh, what did you think? Also, okay, so it's not even a situation of, let's say, this is a high school, a young teacher working at a high school with like 17 or 18-year-old seniors where, you know, the lines are very blurred there. Not saying I condone it. I'm just saying, you know, it's not like that. So well, you makes say it, you see some of your students are looking kind of good? Because that's what it sounds like. Nah, girl. Nah, 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 nah. I ain't trying to get fired up in these streets. Nope. I keep that distance all the way over there. I don't even be talking to them in the supermarket. So you do the double social distance. That's right. I'm just like, oh, nope. Don't know you. No, I do. I pull the Mariah Carey. Oh, Professor. I don't know her. I don't. Okay. But, but this girl, she really took it a step too far. So Emily Durden was employed as a substitute teacher at Crest Middle School in Shelby, North Carolina. So already we're just like, ooh, child, not the middle school. But we should have already known she was trash because that last name don't sound cute at all. I mean, well, Durden I'm- just sounds dirty. Just just call yourself dirty. Durden is dirty. Miss Little Nasty Dirty Emily Durden. Mm. But what the problem is is that not for nothing you know 16 13 they don't look the same that they used to before anymore you know everybody want to show in their body yaddy yaddy and eating all the chicken you know with the preservatives and whatnot so not the chicken maybe she thought she was confused (laughs) and they was you know 18 21 18 is still underage but 21 you know what i'm saying i don't know but this girl didn't even last a week at the job. She was employed from November 8th to November 17th, girl. So she didn't even last a full 10 days. This 19-year-old began sending sexual videos and photos to several 13 and 14-year-old students just four days into the job. Mm-mm. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, once you finish high school, yes, you can start working. Like, was she really qualified to be there at 19? I'm not saying that she couldn't be, but was she? And also, I mean, this is a problem. Like, you just four days into your job, were you trying to get fired so you could just get paid to not do a damn thing? Like, what's going on? Right. And I'm just like, girl, what are you doing out in these streets? And... My thing is, if this only happened only four days of you being employed at this spot, right? And you already are getting employed in mid-November. So the fall semester is almost over. What have you been doing at your other jobs? Maybe she didn't have a job. Like maybe this was she was waiting to be substituted in. But the whole point is that why did the parent, once the child told the parent, the parent went to the school's resource officer you mean you didn't call the cops the nine the one and the one right like what's the school resource officer gonna do that ain't a real cop i'm not understanding if someone is doing this to my child i'm getting the cops i'm getting the fbi i'm getting jen shaw's whole swat team that came for that ass okay Mm -hmm. all three law enforcement agencies all of them and i'm getting svu and uh the crimes Mm. where's olivia benson and ice t at you know it's time for 
baby, we winning. So I love to see us winning out here. And our girl, you know, we in a rhythm nation, honey. Janet Jackson is bringing her life in movie form to lifetime. I'm confused. I mean, I love this for her. I love this journey and I love me anything Janet. So in addition to having Lifetime release this movie, she's also giving us her first album since 2015, child. So, you know, I am here for that. But the people want to know, how in the hell did Lifetime get these rights? This is what I'm saying. So we're going to see this movie on our TV screens in January 2022. So we got just about two months left. I cannot wait to see it. The documentary details the legendary singer's 50 plus year career, including the most talked about moments of her life. Now, I better see this baby and maybe we could see a little peek of the ex-husband, you know, her life when she was living over there. But I just can't wait. Like, we all know the Jackson family. We all know parts of them. But, like, for Janet to be telling her life story in her words and letting us see what she wants us to see, oh, I can't wait to see it. Especially the moment in her life she was dating Jermaine Dupree. Like, I want to know how that was working. Oh, child, I don't forgot about that episode of her life. I can never forget it. Because I'm like, how? How, did, how did you not, like wife that up Jermaine Dupree do you not understand who she is like the moment the star the everything the icon that she is Janet Jackson dating Jermaine Dupree is just as confusing as Lifetime getting the rights to tell the story of Janet Jackson dating Jermaine Dupree facts and facts on facts but we can't wait till it hits our tv screens and now we're gonna move on to first black winner ex-basketball player Iman Shumper, he won Dancing with the Stars. And again, he's the first ex-basketball player to do this. I was so happy to see it. Oh my God, yes. All claps and snaps go to Iman. We've already mentioned how he's been lighting up the dance floor on Dancing with the Stars. But he really, this last routine, mm, this freestyle that he just did, Julianne Hoff called it her favorite Dancing with the Stars freestyle ever. I went back and I looked at some of their older dances and there was this one routine they did where they like did a compilation from the Us movie featuring the song I Got Five on it that just left chills up and down my spine. And he really deserves this win because those lists that he was doing, that was not easy, child. Not easy at all. Definitely not easy, but you know what? He definitely, I would say, is the most improved from the beginning to the end. You could just see, especially as a very tall person, it sometimes they just look lanky and just odd and weird, but he really did the damn thing. I'm most happy that he beat that damn Disney Jojo Siwa. I don't also understand what the crazy is with her. Well, you know, she's a Disney kid and, you know, she's the biggest thing right now, eh. but... I just was so annoyed with like she was getting perfect scores from week three. And I was like, can y'all stop kissing this little girl's ass because ABC and Disney is like the same company? Please stop. So I was happy that JoJo came as the runner up. And, you know, Tiana Taylor had to beat that ass in shape. She was like, husband, you going to bring this trophy home, baby, or else you ain't coming home. Okay. You know, um, my favorite moment of the night, apart from Iman Shumpert taking the mirror ball, obviously, is I went on Twitter and people were saying, nah, the real prize goes to whatever, whoever in production kept cutting out Tyra's mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not feeling Tyra as the host, but, you know, she got to make her coins and look cute. So do the damn thing, girl. Let's move on to another very gorgeous and always doing the damn thing. Yvonne Orji. She was guest hosting the Ellen show, girl. 
Speaking of looking gorgeous and getting her coins, Yvonne Orgy is out here manifesting everything she said that she wanted for herself. It's so funny because last year she was on the Ellen show and she was telling her about how she's really wanted to host a daytime show for the longest time. So Ellen DeGeneres was just like, you know what? Why don't you come on and guest host one of my episodes in my final season? And she was really on there doing the damn thing, asking all the questions, decked out in fabulous couture from head to toe, as Orgy loves to do. And we love to see it. See, I think that's lovely and great. I mean, we also know, again, this is Ellen's last season. So she like, hell, I want people to see that I love everybody because, you know, she had complaints about how she was treating her staff. So now Mm -hmm. she wants to be extra, extra nice. And I'm so happy that she was showing the love to Iman because she deserves it. Okay. So we are about to get into some of this Black Bachelorette magic because we need to know. Who of our faves are going home and who are still here to battle for the love of Michelle and her pure heart? Tree, what's the tea on what's going on in the Bachelorette universe? So first, let's talk about these solo dates, right? So we already know as of like a month or two ago who the next Bachelor is, and he's from Michelle's season. Now, he just got kicked off last week, and everybody was waiting to see what's so special about him that he is the Bachelor, So Clayton Eckerd went on a date with Michelle and girl, you know, it's bad when you are so bored, like your face reads, I am bored the fuck out of my mind and I want to scream. Oh no. Yeah. Like he was saying all the right things, but it's like, you know, when there's no connection, I, she just couldn't look more bored. And I was like, damn, that's sad. Very sad. But before they went on a date, Michelle had her students. They met the top five or six. They really gave a good uh, rundown on who they liked and who they didn't like. And apparently they liked Clayton, so that's why they picked him for the solo date. And they definitely did not like Martin. And these kids, they know what's up because Martin is an asshole. We will tell you why. But After that really hard date that uh, Michelle could barely keep her eyes open, she sent Clayton home. Clayton was doing all the crying and this and the that. And then the kids gave him a little letter that was like, we really love you. You'll find love. And I was like, are you just like egging it on because we already know that he's a bachelor and we don't like him? Please stop. So now the next solo date was Brandon. And I think they're really cute together. But Brandon looks a little young, but you know, he's growing on me. So she took him. Actually, the students not only chose the guys that she would go on a date with, the two guys for solo date, they also chose what she would do. So I like that. That's cute. Letting the kids have a say. Very cute. So they said that Brandon would go to her parents' house, like her childhood home. So she goes, shows him around the house. You know, these are the pictures. This is my room where, you know, I was young and all this. And her parents weren't there. Then they decide to go in the pool. Yes, her parents are not there. They decide to get in a bathing suit and go in the pool. Obviously, Brandon did not plan for this. So Brandon borrows swim trunks from her father. Oh, watch out now. So they get in the pool, they're making out. And of course, her parents show up. Please don't tell me this turns into some Will Smith getting caught by your mama and your daddy situation. They did get caught by their mama and daddy. And so then dad is like, you know, shaking his man's hand is like, 
uh, that's my drawers. Like, come on now. So <laughs> they change back into their clothes. And that's really weird that he got to meet her parents like solo before hometowns. But, you know, anyway, she's talking to them. They're having a really great conversation. The parents are so sweet. They've been together and in love for um, over two decades or so. Basically, he asks Michelle to have a moment alone with the parents she walks away and then he asks both the parents for her hand in marriage you know should he get there because obviously out of whoever's left if he gets chosen he's gonna propose to her so i thought that that was really sweet oh oh look at him trying to be all chivalrous and gentlemanly like and whatnot Yes, very chivalrous. And then when Michelle got back, she was talking to, you know, all the other guys as they usually do. And blonde tips asshole Martin. He was just saying a bunch of rude shit, like under his breath, saying a ton of stuff. Obviously, you know, he was there for attention. And Olu obviously heard Olu and Martin was around. So Olu went to Michelle, like the noble, beautiful black man that he is. He told Michelle basically what was going down. So Michelle tells Martin to go, but Martin like legit lies in front of her. She, she was like, you didn't say that? He was like, no, I didn't say that. But, you know, baby girl, she was like, don't baby girl me. Uh-uh. I'm talking. Yeah, he did all of the signs of red flag assholery. And she was like, I'm talking. You're not letting me talk. Like, ooh, child. So she sent him pe- packing. She hit, she hit him with the Kamala. I'm speaking. And then she ended up sending home lovely Olu and Martin. Basically, the top four runners that are left are Joe, who we love, Nate, who we also love, No Neck Rodney is still there, and of course, Brandon, who acts for her parents' hand in marriage. Now, this is the first time we have ever had on The Bachelor top four men of color. Claps all around for that. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you know how I love to see it. I can't wait to tune in next week. So who do you want her to choose? Yeah, who do you want her to choose? That's what I'm saying. I like Nate. Nate's my top. That's my top. I do like Nate. Nate and Joe are my top. And she is going to meet the parents this week. And I cannot wait to see whose daddy says they ain't ready. Yeah, because I need to know whose daddy is trying to block the blessings. Because I'll be like, yo, parents love you, but sit this one out. This is not for you. We, this is what we're not going to do. You're not going to mess this up for me. But we got to watch, and it's really good. So I'm happy for Michelle. Either way, she's going to find love. There's a lot of tears coming up. But, um, I mean, you know, what relationship doesn't have them? Especially when you're dating four men. Mm. Let's get into these good watches. Check this out. So our favorite, Snoop to the D-O-double-G, has a new album, and it's called Algorithm. Ooh, that sounds really good. So the project features a ton of notable artists and friends. Tell us who's on it. We've got Method Man. We've got Benny the Butcher. We've got Usher, Dave East, Ty Dolla Sign, Ice Cube, Jada Kiss, Wiz Khalifa, Mary J. Blige, Larry June, and so much more. I've uh, listened to the album a couple of times, and it's definitely a Snoop Doggy Dog level bop. I'm not going to lie. Wow, I can't wait. And you know, he's actually one of the many people performing at the Super Bowl this year. So I'm hoping that he's going to do some of his new stuff because, you know, Mary J is also there. performing. Yep. I cannot wait for a blackity black Super Bowl halftime show. That's the only part of the Super Bowl I will watch, which is usually what most people who don't give a shit about football watch. So, yeah, I can't wait for that. But what else is Snoop saying? 
In a previous interview that he gave discussing the album, he states that it is a project I put together specifically on Def Jam Records to get some new artists, some established artists, and some friends of mine to make a damn good record to end this year off. And in my personal opinion, I think he did just that. You know what? I love to hear it, and I cannot wait to take a listen. But let's talk about Adele's new album, 30. I love my girl Adele. It's like she speaks to my heart all the time, every song. So her new album that is called 30 is boom, a hit at number one on the Billboard 200 albums chart. It debuted the largest week of 2021 for any album. And damn, the girl is just always doing it. This is her third number one following 25, which spent 10 weeks on top uh, between 2015 and 2016, and also 21, which also spent 24 weeks in 2011 and 2012. The girl is really just doing the damn thing. And honestly, you know what I appreciate about Adele? Her simplicity in her album title choices. You You never have to ask how old she is. We will never need to ask how old she is. We will never need to wonder or speculate on what the album title will be. And you will know that she will let us know exactly what she went through in the whole year that she was making that album. Because child, let me tell you, after Summer Walker's album, I needed an album to help me heal from the trauma and triggers that Summer Walker was out here sprinkling out in these streets. And she did this with that album. Yeah, so while Adele is doing it, it is already the biggest selling album of the year. You go ahead, girl. Now we're going to talk about some good watches. There is Kings of Napa on OWN. It is a new show that's about to hit in January of next year. And tell us what it's about. It's about a gorgeous and picturesque Napa Valley, California, where all the good wines is at. For all of my wine drinkers, you know that is the place to be. That is owned by the King family, an aspirational African-American family whose wealth and status lands them on the pages of design magazines and society pages. Give it up to Oprah to give us a show about black people doing richity rich things. I love it. So it's starring a ton of people I have not seen before, but I love to see newcomers. And you know what this sounds like? This sounds exactly like our kind of people with some wine. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to watch with my cheese and my charcuterie with my vino. Let's jump on to True Story on Netflix. It's the seven-part limited series that's following a breakout actor and comedian only known as The Kid, Kevin Hart. What else does he do? Yeah, this is actually a really interesting part of the movie where he's always referred to as Kid or The Kid. We don't actually know what his government name is in the whole series but after a a stop on his tour in his hometown of philadelphia he goes out for a night of heavy partying with his brother carlton who is played by wesley snipes but things hit a turn when kid wakes up with a woman dead in his bed and then he has to decide how he's going to cover his tracks and avoid ruining the career he's built now this is supposed to be fiction right There's a lot of stuff in the series that's a little bit too much like Kevin Hart's actual life. That's what I was about to say. First of all, I've seen it on Netflix. I have not watched it. I was like, "Mm, not today. Mm, I don't know what it's about. But now that I got this whole rundown, I'm like, okay, maybe I might take a peek. But it sounds exactly like that show with the airplane. Oh, the the flight attendant. Yeah, the flight attendant. And she woke up, you know, in bed with a dead man. So, like, this sounds like that, but with Kevin Hart's life in it. (laughs) 
it is very similar there are certain parts where i'm just like okay i know that the best forms of fiction come from reality but you're basically just lifting your whole life into the script of this movie and now i'm kind of wondering if he had any parts in the actual writing of the script because you know if there's one thing that kevin hart will do about his productions is that he's gonna own a good majority of said production facts and if you're trying to let us know that you kill somebody or oh, the cops will be on that ass right don't be another takashi 69 now so now we're going to talk about a really great black movie that's coming out on Christmas Day. It's starring one of our favorites, Michael B. Jordan, and it is called A Journal for Jordan. It's directed by our other fave, Denzel Washington. Ooh, it looks really good and so sweet. I love to see black love, but tell us what it's about, girl. I'm about to go watch this in the movie theaters because if there's one thing I like to see is Michael B. Jordan's fine ass gracing the screen. And now that I know that Denzel Washington is going to be has been directing and telling him what to do and what to say, I definitely want to see this. And the plot of this movie is centered on the true story of First Sergeant Charles Monroe King, played by Michael B. Jordan who was a soldier deployed to Iraq and begins to keep a journal of love and advice for his infant son. That's so wholesome. It's beautiful. And it also stars Shantae Adams, who plays his wife, Tamara Tooney and Robert Wisdom. It looks really cute. I've been seeing a lot of ads for it lately. And I'm like, you know, okay, I might go see it. You want to go see it together, girl? Of course. You know, I'm going to be there for the holidays so we can go support all the black art. Okay, we're going to support black love. And now time for... Celeb News Reality Roundup. We got some real messy mess, mess, mess to catch up on all these celebrities and the reality on in these streets. First and foremost, we need to address Kanye because apparently he wants that old thing back, girl. But for you to want that old thing back, you got to let the divorce papers like dry. You know what I'm saying? Like you did all that shit and then you want to be mad when people leave because you done did all that shit. Can I be mad? Can I go whole around and have fun with Pete Davidson? Like that's what Kim is thinking. So I'm just saying it. So have they even filed for divorce like officially? I believe they did, but it's not done yet. If y'all are separated, you have your own house. She has her own house. She has someone watching the kids and she wants to go date up and run the streets with Pete. Let her do her thing. Like if she wants to go and get her cheeks clapped in Pete Davidson's Staten Island basement apartment. Not in the basement apartment. She's going to be clapping there. Come on. Nah, she's been seen taking that Staten Island ferry all around the, the Hudson. So I could see her definitely trying to, to relate to his more traditional background. Not for nothing, I do not think her booty cheeks could fit in the basement. Okay? You know what? And, you're right. Maybe one cheek at a time. And don't play Pete Davidson because he's making money. Like, he's on SNL. He's been in some movies. I've never watched anything he's in besides the SNL skit or two because I couldn't change the channel fast enough. But he got money. He has got some coins. He got some sh money here and there. Um, But the thing that... Okay, so... Because Kanye, you know, he still keeps referring to Kim as his wife because they aren't officially divorced. So he goes out on these interviews talking about my wife this, my wife that. Now he comes out the woodwork saying how it is God's will for him and Kim to get back together and work it out so that other people can use that as an example of getting through their separations and coming back together. But he does this in the same week that she announces that her and Pete Davidson are like officially dating. 
still don't believe they're officially dating, but okay, let's make a guess. What do you predict for 2022? I think, I think they're going to get back together. I think Kanye and Kim going to get back together. I think Kim is having some fun right now, but what do you think? You think she's going to stick with old Lil Pete? Nah, they're going to make a Valentine's Day announcement that they have officially worked things out and they are working on keeping their family together. So how long do you think this Staten Island basement thing is going to go down for? There's two months. Mm. Valentine's Day, maybe three. I'm gonna say she's gonna keep it around so that she can get some cute matching pajama pics for Christmas, a nice little kissy poo for the New Year's Eve, and then it's gonna be radio silence on the Pete Davidson Kim Kardashian front. And then for Valentine's Day, there's gonna be a complete photo dump on how to celebrate love and friendship. They are mending their love and their friendship and being the whole united family. I could be somebody's PR manager. I don't even think it's going to last that long. Like, let's be real. The Christmas is coming up. You got the mistletoes all around the house. So you think Kanye's not going to stop by to be with the kids for Christmas? And that mistletoe? Ooh, Ooh you know what? The matching pajama pics might be Kim and Yay. I don't think she's going to invite him into the pics because they're separated at the moment. But I definitely don't think Pete's going to be meeting the kids. That's a no-no, girl. You're just having fun. Oh, no, I don't see that. Um, Kim is very protective of the space of the children so i definitely don't see that happening and i think north would be like you are not my daddy little boy mm-hmm. I and you know especially because north be very quick to tell um to tell mama about herself so i can see the kids really telling the boyfriends about themselves too exactly now we're going to move on to a couple that we don't want to hear anymore about even though we love them dearly what is this petition going on for girl will and jada are out here just doing too much of the damn thing. It's no secret they share way too much about their relationship from entanglements to cheating and the nuances of their sex life. The couple really does put it all out there. Uh, And honestly, people have just had enough about them talking about their marriage and their sex life and what seems to be working and how difficult it is to keep the spice and whatnot. But Will gave an interview with Oprah where he kind of you know, took things a little bit left in reference to his marriage to Jada and certain people just couldn't take it anymore. And they put up a petition on change.org saying, stop interviewing Will and Jada. Just stop it. Stop it. Okay. Well, the thing is, if people ain't talking about you, then you're doing something wrong. So Will has a book to promote. He's also been always been open about his relationship. Like they don't told us from years that they had an open relationship. They told us this years ago. It's just when that little boy talked about Jada that we wanted to believe it last year. And Jada has red table talk. And so in order to get people talking and watching, she spills her own tea while asking celebs for their tea. So I'm just like, you know what? If this is how they get in their coins and they want to talk openly about their life, so be it. But the people who are petitioning, this is so stupid. You don't have to watch the interview. You don't have to read about their interview. Just don't look at it. Scroll past or walk away. I don't know. Like, how are you going to tell somebody stop talking about your life? What is this? What? Right. I mean, I agree that they definitely spill too much about their personal life but just keep it moving go on to the next news cycle there are other people who are out here airing their dirty laundry out exactly like Portia so her new show Portia Family Matters just debuted this past week and we get to see uh, her whole entire family very confused about her new engagement to the boo and ex-husband of her friend question mark 
Well, she claimed that they were never really friends and that they were just put together for the Real Housewives of Atlanta show. So according to Portia, she ain't done nothing wrong. And that allegedly they had already filed for divorce when she slid into his DMs to ask him how he was doing after filing for said divorce. That really didn't make her look good by saying, I got this man by sliding into his DMs, asking him about his divorce. I don't remember if she said he slid into her DMs, but it was very platonic. It was like they were having a platonic combo in the DMs. The fact of the matter is, regardless if that really wasn't your friend and it was put together for TV, you know, the fakeness of reality TV, you still claim that as your friend on a television show. Like, you were acquaintances. You knew her. You were in her house. You said hi to this woman when this man that you are now with was her husband you were in their pool like you can't act like just because you weren't key key friends that this is okay and you know production was very quick to show us all of those scenes of Portia being all up in the house when they were still married all the receipts the receipts but you know what Portia is vindicated for everything she was saying she's like listen when I met this man he was waiting to get divorced which is true it's just that when they announced they were together the divorce wasn't finalized yet it was pushed back but of course the ex-wife has somebody else's baby who was a friend of theirs so this whole thing it's messy messy but she just so happened to give birth around the same time that Porsche's show debuted I'm like coincidence or not you were okay in doing this or y'all all fucked up in this situation I really think that she gave birth to that child on the day that the show premiered it was around the same time because normally when people have babies like you'll wait a day or two oh yes you're right you're right you're right but the fact of the matter is like that's very close to call and you have her family who's just asking questions you have her the father of her child Dennis Dennis is just like confusion you just asked me for the ring back you just wanted to get re-engaged to me again then like two weeks later you seen this dude and two weeks after that you're engaged like what is happening you still want me you you want that old thing back but i'm like listen you were a cheater dennis so you don't even deserve her and you know what if she happens to find this very rich man who wants to marry her so she could be his fourth wife girl okay and he waited too damn long like if he really wanted that old thing back he should have acted when he had the chance don't get mad because you done cast this woman aside and then being the bad bitch she is she done found someone who actually wants and appreciates her like fuck you yeah he also cheated so it's like you don't deserve a second chance that part too and it's on period but speaking of even crazier situation allegedly the streets is talking and somebody might be having a baby mm-hmm. according to some rumors that have been swirling around the twitter sphere rihanna has been seen with what some people are calling a very clear and distinct baby bump so rihanna might be out here preggers with asap rocky's baby girl yeah more than a few sources have also claimed the same thing but it's all alleged and we're all speculating for the time being i'm just like you know what? i love Riri so much i'm like you know what go ahead have your baby i'm just not going to acknowledge that man because i really don't like asap rocky but if she likes it and you know you a whole billionaire over here girl do the damn thing and have your billions and your baby that's right and that's what we love here billions and babies and now moving on to the challenge Ooh, child. A lot done happened in the past two weeks. Now, Josh was, his ass was sent crying home. Ay, I can't believe that I got sent home again right before making it to a final. I was so close. But did you make it to a final? You didn't. So 
Were you ever actually close? Yeah, you weren't that close. And also, I mean, to no one's surprise, Big T just went home. But I'm like, I get it. Big T is literally not the best player at all. She's not good at a lot of things. But she is a nice person. And I'm not saying that everybody on that show is great at a lot of things. That's not true. You go on that show, you make relationships, you have friends. Your friends have your back. Big T is nice to a lot of those people. And she actually has friends. So for her friends to talk the way they do about her behind her back it's and trash. the way that nobody wants her on their team I was like and the fact that Big T actually sees it and acknowledges that in a confessional to say like you know it doesn't make you feel good that nobody wants you on your team it's like you have real relationships with these people they are trash ass people especially CT I can't even go into how shitty CT is I'm very disappointed in the way that CT has been treating Big T this entire season and how he basically solved that puzzle for Emmy you saw that right I did not like that at all. And Emmy is the most annoying person ever, but I'm not going to knock it. She has won four eliminations, which is like unheard of for a rookie. That's really great. It is good for her and good for her to be on here coming in as a rookie and turning the game upside down. But also as a rookie, the rookies don't need to be out here talking shit on Big T and what she can and cannot do. That part. That part. I, I'm just confused. Like, she's Logan. done the best that she can. She's out here. She acknowledges that, you know, she's not the best at a lot of things, but she's still putting in the work and she's trying. And honestly, I was very proud of her performance in that elimination because mama was ducking herself into that ice bath like ain't no thing. And I was shivering looking at her. Yeah, I'm just happy her wig didn't fall off because in some of the challenges that do be happening. Oh, so yes. Goes to you, girl, for keeping the wig on. But secondly, like Logan emmy and emmanuel for talking shit as a rookie you just got in this game you don't even know how it works but the biggest thing for me is big t has friends and your friends are supposed to like be there for you and since they all trash the biggest trash ball of them all even though i love him Devin is hilarious i mean come on kyle is right yes you are your head is too big for the game right now why do you think that other people should sacrifice themselves to keep safe this is a solo game sir it's actually a female and male solo game but you got like half a million dollars on the line who the fuck are you i am so confused over the way that Devin keeps attacking tori for working with the team that she's not on like don't get me wrong tori is not my favorite tool in the bunch but she's actually doing what she needs to do in order to ensure her place and ensuring her place means making sure that her team wins so why the fuck if i'm on a different team am i going to basically throw the challenge to just make sure that devon and the emerald squad are safe like that's not the purpose of winning a million dollars you want me to just hand you a million dollars who the fuck does that like what is wrong with you also i'm really annoyed at the emerald group like first of all i don't even understand how this season is working right now since they put them in teams like the teams have been dwindling emerald has more like six players or five emerald has five players while the other two players have three now that doesn't make any sense i'm just like how is this working especially in the last challenge where they had to fill up the car with money where yeah it was kind of better to have more people even though they had three bags you could switch off someone holding it because the bag was heavy so i'm just like you should even it up like whoever thought of the challenges this season needs to be put on a a leave because it's not good me no like no yeah the way that they should have done it was that only three people could have worked at a time like this entire season is like no i'm not liking it but i will say that ooh, the all-stars challenge is really good on paramount 
So they bring in it. Like, they are bringing it. But what I didn't like was Ayana. Ayana, you're an asshole for the way you treated your so-called friend. And then you got her sent home. Like, come on now. But also, Darrell, don't say, okay, I got you. I'm not going to put your name up for elimination. And then those exact three people that you said you weren't going to put them up gets put in. Like, just don't say anything. That's that's it. And you know that. You've been playing this game for way too long. You know this. And Tina, 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 you better watch your back, girl. Because Jody's coming after you. But I love me some Tina. It's so good to see the old faces back on the screen, you know? But Tina is so messy. Like, the girl cannot keep her mouth shut if her life and half a million dollars depended on it, which it does. But that's why we love her, though. (laughs) You're right. But speaking of messy mess mess, we really need to get into all of the mess on this Below Deck crew because this shit is just not making any sense. Like, they're making sloppy-ass mistakes. Heather, the chief stew, is out here getting all snippety and annoyed over very basic little things. And I'm really trying to understand the dynamic between all of the crew. Yeah, first of all, I'm like, Raina, girl. Raina, 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 I love you. But how you gonna go make out with mm. who is now, you know, your boss, right, James? And then afterwards, gonna be like, oh, you have somebody on the side who you're not technically with, but you still kind of like have that person. And then you get mad that he's engaged, even though he's engaged for a green card. Not him, but the person who he's trying to help, who's his friend. He's like, no, I'm helping her get a green card. We're not together. But like, why are you mad at that when you also have somebody? Girl. Um, somebody Pop, that she's calling every single day and calling him papi. Yeah, I didn't understand that. And I really do love Frazier because he's messy, messy. But this last week, all you kept doing was shitting on Jess. And Jess is so sweet. She literally loves her grandparents and loves to be around them and take care of them. Like, you cannot fault someone she's like bambi how you gonna get mad at bambi and the girl is quiet she's in the freaking laundry room all day steaming washing folding drying and like she's minding her business why are you mad at her fraser redirect your energy back at heather i think that heather is happy that her and fraser are on the same page and basically what they're bonding over is shitting on jess as her boss you shouldn't be making those comments anyway yes crazy ass rachel i mean her food is phenomenal i literally want to meet her just to have her like make a meal so i can eat it she has really gone through a whole trajectory of being probably one of the most psycho chefs on the below deck franchise yeah but we've never heard problematic but we've never heard anybody leave as many great remarks about her food as they have anyone else That is true. And girl, thank you for the love of God or the centering of the food onto the plate because them side pieces you was given was not it for me. Nobody likes a side piece, girl. Mm. Um, And then now, James, 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 you may be great at your job. See, this is what I like is that this crew works and then they party hard, but it's not like too messy. Whereas last season, the Mediterranean with Captain Sandy, they was falling over drunk. This season, they just make it out. They get naked. Like the thing is, they're functional drunks where they're not too sloppy they got sloppy because they were naked but not like fall over sloppy right it's not like anyone was giving themselves a concussion or like fucking up their whole hamstring from falling out of the pool yes but ooh, child james and fraser they done made out several times and james was so quick to say i'm not bi i'm straight i'm just sexually comfortable it's like sir if you are comfortable with whoever like you don't have to get so mad about her saying that you're you're bi like i understand that people don't want labels put on them but like she wasn't saying it in a negative way 
right and i mean just say okay if you love everybody you love everybody if you like it i love it don't nobody give a fuck what you do with your life yeah but they got they had a nice dinner they got drunk 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 everybody was just having a good old time and then suddenly james decided he wanted to get naked and they are in saint kitts now these black people who worked there were looking at them like white people right and you know um, how Raina was over there talking to a, one of the servers and was like, yep, that's my boss. And that's my boss's boss out here yep. running around naked and acting crazy. Yeah, James got naked, but he there was so much sexual tension between James and Frazier. It was ridiculous. And they actually look cute making out. It's so weird because he's made out with so many people and I could actually kind of see them like working. Although I think him and Frazier work better than James and Raina, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Raina's too crazy. I love her, but she crazy. But the crazy easier part was after they left that dinner they got back on the boat they were like we're going to continue drinking eddie says let me smoke a cigar so he gets a huge ass lighter and <laughs> lights his motherfucking hair on fire child i said what? no and you know Raina fucking sent me with that comment when she goes oh it smells like flat iron and burnt weave up here listen we all know how that smells okay but eddie does legit like he's lucky he has short hair imagine if he's he lucky has- he has a face left no you're right you're right because he could have easily burnt his forehead his eyebrows child his whole foreskin like his forehead skin not his foreskin child his whole forehead skin okay we see where your mind is at <laughs> but last thing i'm gonna say about them is the crew so far um i love the family who was there that last time the older man celebrating his 75th birthday and that whole family was lovely especially that you kid, mean like, the leather king because that's what i call him the leather, leather king. king listen he's living his life and it looks so great but heather heather if someone who's not in your department is helping you, you cannot speak to them in a tone that's demeaning and then also say, don't bring out the food if there are no tongues. Like, first of all, how is she supposed to know that if she doesn't work in your department? You have I mean, to even if they do work in your department, you shouldn't be talking to people in a demeaning way. Absolutely. But since they work in her department, they would already know that. Do you know what I'm saying? Although Frazier came to bring up food and he also did not bring up tongs. But the thing is, since he was called from doing laundry, he probably didn't know that there weren't tongs already up there. He brought up ice tongs, girl. Ice bucket tongs. That's what he brought her. It's just like, Heather, if you're getting mad at people for doing things, y'all have to have a conversation about where everything is prior to the dinner. It doesn't make any sense yelling at them during. Just say, hey, wait, let me go get the right thing. And then after service, you talk about it like adult. And don't be out here saying that Raina's giving you attitude and pushback when she was honestly just helping you because she is deck. She works outside. You are interior. You work inside. So if you can't figure your shit out, how is deck supposed to figure your shit out for you? No, but Heather was really annoying when she kept asking Raina what she was wearing like Raina's sitting down eating her food and then when she's finished eating her food she's cleaning up the food and you still asking her for the third time if she picked the outfit like calm down it's not like they had to get dressed then there was like a good couple of, at least an hour or so so I was with Raina on the like I will get it calm down and Heather t- Heather's just very I- I'm not feeling her at all Heather she's doing, is she's doing a decent job but I'm just not feeling her Heather is one of my favorite phrases of doing the most and accomplishing the least that part now we're gonna move on to marry at first sight child we done seen decision day we done seen the reunion both parts and we saw after decision say two hour session they done gave us a whole four hours last week on lifetime i said lifetime then this better be good my tongue is still burning from all that tea all that tea i the couldn't tea, take it the tea is that merla done tricked all of us and she's a lying little hoe she's a money grab man hoe she made that man not made but she knew that man was selling his things everything he owns except for three things and one of those things being his dog uh to move in with her only for two weeks later
waited for her to be like, um, I'm done with this marriage. Bye bye. I feel like she was getting him back for calling her a princessa and stuck up. And it's like, if you didn't tell the man that that bothered you, how is he supposed to know? Exactly. You never once said, oh, that actually does bother me. That hurts my feelings. Because I'm sure if that was a conversation that you had communicated to him, that he would have received it and he would have changed his tone. Facts, because he's a very reasonable guy. He's not like the other guys on the show, which is trash. But Merla is now buddy, buddy, friend, friend with Johnny and they all spraying suntan on each other and feel like if you fuck buddies just say you fuck buddies calling yourselves best friends I don't even see that making sense if he's effing you and paying your bills then say that girl and I mean if that's the case that's your life you do with your body whatever it is that you want to do but at the same time I found them to be extremely disrespectful in the way that they were carrying on during the reunion and right there in front of Gil like he don't fucking matter yeah Merla did that purposefully she was all close to him she was touching on his arm and I'm so very glad that Gil got up and left because he was like yeah no I know when I've had enough I'm in therapy for real not fake therapy like I don't even know the rest of them Johnny says he in therapy that's not true I'm so glad that Gil took his red bottoms and his Ferragamo belt and walked the fuck up on out of there yes but he looked so like you know he looked even more attractive just crying and show his true emotions because he really cared about this little hoe and I'm pissed that she made she got him to that point you could have just said no at decision day and left it at that why hurt him even further what was the point what was the reason and that beard was very lovely to look at and I I am here for Gil Zaddy with the beard that he was giving us this look now that he got this job and this promotion and he don't got to shave all the time. Girl. Mm. Yes. And the host, Kevin, he got all up and through in Zach's ass because Michaela wanted to speak separately and wanted Zach to speak separately. And so Kevin was going in on Zach, which, you know, rightfully so, because they both got issues. But nobody was giving Michaela the heat that she needs because you have problems, girl. She got 99 problems and she is all of them. And that heat that Zach was getting, nobody gave to Johnny. I don't even understand how they tried to say that Bao was manipulative. I'm like, I did not like that. Dr. Viviana should get canceled for that comment. She should. She should not be on the show because if you can't see that a woman is being controlled by a man, like the way he treated her on camera was crazy. And Johnny is saying that Bao really just didn't want to talk about her sex life. Like, hey, talk to me before you talk about it on TV. That's a normal conversation not everybody wants to be talking about what they do in the bedroom or on the sidewalk or wherever you have in sex especially if they know that their parents and people that they work with are going to be watching exactly so I'm like wow I'm not understanding how they could come at you in this way especially Viviana like that was so wrong and so I'm so glad that Pastor Cow was like um I really you, you know I have respect for you Viviana but I disagree wholeheartedly and speaking of you losing of the respect for Viviana how many times are these three so-called experts going to admit that Jose has uh, an anger issue that they themselves have described as scary like those are the words that they're using and then are still comfortable with pretty much making Rachel stay in this relationship with this man with the scary anger issues yeah I don't understand 
understand how they want them to be together more so just to have at least one successful couple on the season than the actual mental stability of this woman. How? Like mental stability, physical safety, emotional wellness, all that. Like y'all are willing to risk it just to say that you're not all complete failures and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, because he definitely has little man syndrome. We've seen it. If he can do that in front of a whole production crew and for reality TV. What's he doing behind closed doors when we can't see him? That part. That part. And honestly, I hope Brett finds someone. Like, there's really nothing to talk about with Brett and Ryan because they were the boring couple. But, Brett, you know, I thought I liked you until I saw you talk to Gil and you were having a fun, like, friend catch-up. And then you're going to go mention that you're going to go look for dogs with Merla. If you are a friend, you are not going to bring up his ex-wife's name. Come on now. Or the fact that she's getting a dog after she done talked so much shit about his his adorable puppy. That too. But you went with Merla to go look for a dog and you didn't bring up Gil's name to Merla. So why are you doing that to Gil when he's in therapy and he's healing? Bitch, he didn't need to know that. And now you are on my shit list, Brett. Facts city, facts, facts, facts. But the whole point is this show really needs to evaluate how they're putting the couples together. At this point, we know they're putting them together for good TV and nonsense and mess because nobody's actually staying together. But you can't try to tell these women to stay in relationships where the men are treating them disrespectfully. No, at this point, we need them all to hit the road, Jack, and don't come back. And by they, I'm referring to these three so-called marriage experts who are in no way, shape, or form protecting the women or Zach. Yes, that part. And don't forget to catch us for our housewife snippet for this week. Because you know we got to talk about that Potomac reunion, child. Girl, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. All the tea. If you want to hit us up to say hey or let us know about any It Be Your Own People moments, send us an email at ibyoppodcast at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Podcast. And that's all we have for you today on It Be Your Own People. Stay woke, stay alert, and tune in next time.